So today's topic is going to be a little sensitive, so I wanted to go ahead and give that disclaimer um, before we get into it. Um, the topic today is actually about divorce, but we are going to get into suicide. So I usually give a disclaimer for just my daughter, but this is going to be for everybody because I know this is going to be a super sensitive topic and I completely understand if you're going to skip over it and uh, move on to the next one. Um, but wanted to go ahead and give that disclaimer out there for everybody. Also, if you or somebody you know and love are struggling with that, um, please, please use their hotline, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, their number is 1-800-273-8255. Please, if you need help, don't, okay, just reach out to somebody and those people can help reach out to a loved one, talk to somebody. I want you to know that I love you and you are worth it. Hi, I'm Stephanie Wainwright. I'm a wife, a mom, a business owner, and my life is chaotic all the time. So I created this podcast to help you find the funny, the good, while navigating through the chaos. This is Chaotic Compass Podcast. Okay. What is up, guys? Thanks for joining in today. Today's topic, um, sorry for the squeaky chair. Today's topic is a little bit difficult for me. There's not lots of cussing or anything, so if you've got kids in the car or whatever, but um, this is talking about divorce. I have been divorced twice, and for the longest time, I beat myself up because I was so disappointed in myself that not only had I been divorced once, I had been divorced twice. Um, and it's just not something you go around and talk about. And it's so, you know, um, the first time I got divorced was 2011. Um, and then I uh, got divorced again. We separated in 2014, then it took way too long, and that's another story for another day. But, um, I, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a while, and, and I think the stigma around divorce is kind of getting a little bit better, but, um, I felt that there was, you know, because you were going against the social norm is, uh, it's shameful. It's so, you know, you wear this big scarlet letter of, you know, you aren't worthy. And, or at least that's how I felt. You're like, if you've been divorced, you are worthy. Don't, don't do that. So for me, when I got divorced the first time, it was really hard. You know, my daughter was only two and trying to sort through, you know, what do I do? How do I do this? I've never done this before. Um, I'm so young. I have no idea what marriage is, let alone divorce. Um, plus I'm trying to figure out where I'm going and how to split things because, you know, everything was intertwined. You know, we had checking and savings account, you know, the mortgage was in both of our names. You know, we did all of the things according to the checklist. And we, we just got to that point of, I don't even need to get into the reasonings. It, it, this is just talking about divorce in, in general, but you know, when I was going through it, it, 
it broke me in half. Like I was trying to figure out how to be not somebody's wife. I was trying to figure out how to be not associated with that person. And we had built a whole life. You know, we were together for like five years. I mean, that doesn't seem like a really long time, but you know, that was, you know, from the time I was 19. Um, and you know, I built this whole life around this one person. And then just in a snap of a finger, we got to split everything down the middle and not even really that. It's just like, this is what I want and this is what you have and this is how it is. And it was the demise of a relationship. And you have friends that are my friends and I have friends that are your friends. And it's like, it was just, it was hard. And I felt like that hurt a lot of, um, and the reasons surrounding the divorce. And that's a subject for another day. But the reason surrounding the divorce and all of the things, it just, I feel like it really separated me from a lot of my friends because they were happily married and they had no idea it was like a dirty word. And I'm dealing with the demise of a relationship. It was like a death. I was, I was mourning the death of a relationship. You know, that was the person that I would call with good news or bad news. He was the first person I would think of to talk to. And I didn't have that person anymore. And that was hard. And, um, being so young, it's like trying to just pick up the pieces with my second divorce that was we were only married for technically six months right we had a son we got married and we were only married for technically six months before he did what he did and um that was one of the most difficult things, you know, in my life, um, that losing my grandmother, a recent experience, um, you know, there are a few things that top, you know, the list of hard things. And that was definitely one of them. Um, and it took me a while to bounce back. Um, I blame myself. I, uh, didn't feel worthy. I, um, now I have the two scarlet letters, you know, I was going for the whole Elizabeth Taylor, uh, being married a number of times, apparently. And I, uh, I tried to joke about it, but deep down it really ate at me. And it's like, why would I ever, how could I ever find somebody else that valued me and saw through the... I've been married and divorced twice and I've got two kids and two kids from two different dads. You know, I saw all of these negative things and I just couldn't value myself. It was so hard. I, um, looking back in retrospect, it's like, oh gosh, I just want to hug my old self. You know, I just want to hug her. Like, she just needed a big old hug and showing that somebody was on her team. And I know I had 
some people on my team, especially after my second separation. I, you know, but I, um, I just felt so unworthy. And that's when I really got into, I drank a lot. I was in a really dark place. I, um, it was like beer math all the time. I, uh, I worked typically from seven to, you know, three thirty or four, but it was a, on a good day, a good 45 minute drive, typically an hour to get to there. So I would have to leave the house at six. When I didn't have the kids, it was, it was a little bit more difficult to get up, get motivated because I didn't want to. Um, when I've got the kids, okay, because I wasn't out drinking. If I've got my children, I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. We were in bed at a respectable time, and I actually enjoyed them. But because they weren't there, the silence in the house, I couldn't sit there. I couldn't be in that place with nobody. I had nobody. So I would go out. I would go to bars. I would meet you know, just random people. The coolest people I met, though, you know, um, just random people along the way. And, and I felt that I just needed to word vomit my story all over them and drink. And I would learn their stories of how they got there and we would drink. And it, you know, and it did, it wasn't like I was trying to find hookups. It was, you know, Chicks that, you know, had lost loved ones and they were there and, you know, older, older guys with these long ZZ top beards and they were regulars and they would just enjoy me trying to teach them to line dance. And God, I became really good at watching people line dance and I picked it up and I enjoyed it. Ugh, just thinking like that was, it feels like an eternity ago. It feels like so long ago. That was 2014. That was before I even knew Ryan. That was before I even knew my husband. That was before I found myself. And getting back to the beer math, I would, because I would have to leave the house at like six, I would have to be up at like last minute for sure 545. Slap on some clothes, slap on some makeup, brush the hair, put some perfume on because you know you smelled like an ashtray, and get out the door. But it would be mere math as far as, okay, so I need to stop drinking at this time, and if I drink this much water or this much Gatorade, I should be fine. But there was a lot of times that I would close down the bar at 2. At 2! So I wouldn't be home till 2.30 in the morning, maybe 2.45, sometimes 3, and then set the alarm, drink the Gatorade, take a Tylenol or 2 or 12, and then be ready to go at 5.45. And I did that for a good year. Ugh, it was bad. I'm not proud of those days, but those days, it was me learning how to be alone. 
you know, I had a few, you know, quote, quote, boyfriends, and I wouldn't even, you know, I wasn't serious. And they, you know, well, one was serious, and I made it very clear that I wasn't serious. But the other one, you know, was not even there. You know, it was just hanging out and somebody to spend a day off with. And that's it. And, um, but I learned who I was in that time. Um, it wasn't pretty. And my liver, um, was screaming at me on a daily basis. Um, so much in fact that, uh, well, not necessarily the liver, but I, because I was literally getting up in the morning, chugging coffee until lunchtime, drinking soda at lunch. And then as soon as I got out of work, um, you know, the bar that I would frequent was maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes from where I worked. And then chugging it down with alcohol until two o'clock in the morning sometimes. So my kidneys actually uh, were... You know, I got a huge kidney infection and was hospitalized. I spent the night in the hospital and was out of work for like two weeks because I couldn't move because the pain was so bad. Um, that kind of woke me up like, okay, sis, maybe you should drink some water. <laughs> maybe you should drink some water every once in a while. That'd be good. But it was... Um, I say all these things, okay? So I obviously have a point. I'm word vomiting my, me and how I got through. I found myself. I found out that I love listening to new artists. I don't want to listen to Luke Bryan sing the same song over and over again. I love finding new artists. And I found a bunch of new local artists that I love and that have their original songs. Well, you know, majority of the time they play cover songs, but I found loves for their songs and I love to line dance. I learned how to line dance and it was, I, <laughs> besides for my kidneys and my poor liver, um, you know, I was in the best shape of my life because it's like I was getting so many steps in. I was getting so many steps in. I was, you know, like 130 pounds. Like I was, you know, not the best shape of my life. I'm trying to talk it up. Like, no, I was alcohol and coffee and soda and maybe a lunch, possibly a dinner, but I was barely making it. I was, um, I was spending more money on alcohol and the gas amount was almost the, that amount too as well. Like, the distance that I had to drive to go to work. And it was, that was a really hard time. Not gonna lie. I, um, my body took a beating. My mind took a beating. I, um, I try to show up for my children the best way that I could. But, um, then I got into a relationship and the guy that I was in the relationship with um, couldn't tell me he loved me and that was what I desperately needed and I was searching for it in all the wrong places I knew that he wasn't serious and um, so Memorial Day weekend of 2015 I tried to uh, kill myself <clears throat> and I 
did it all wrong. One, because, and this is me joking, but it's not a joking matter. I did it all wrong because the knife that I got was a crap like steak knife. And, um, I basically just sawed my wrist and, uh, because I was so drunk, I didn't know what I was really doing. And the guy I was dating at the time found me slumped over the bathroom in a pool of blood and, um, had the cops called and, uh, they escorted me to a, uh, a rehab facility. Once in the rehab facility, they asked me a bunch of questions and I was trying to sober up. Um, they deemed me fit to go back out into society that I didn't need to get checked in. They called me a cab. The lovely cab driver drove me back to because I had to go back to my boyfriend of the times apartment because my car was there um, and my stuff was still in his house and um, at this point I had been up for 24 hours. I uh, had worked because this is Memorial Day. I had worked. I had now changed jobs where I was actually closer and now I actually had to work on Memorial Day so I worked and um, got really drunk and this was all through the night and now we're into the next morning on Tuesday morning. I let my boss know, which ironically is now my husband. I let him know that, hey, I uh, won't be in today. I've got a lot going on and I'm sorry. I got dropped off at my car. My now brother-in-law met me at my then boyfriend's house because they were best friends and uh, he watched me gather my things just to make sure that I was okay and um, then escorted me out. I do not know if he ever told my sister that story or not because I didn't tell my sister and I didn't tell my mom. I haven't told anybody and I think it's kind of crazy that I'm telling you guys but it is what it is. I, um, I got my stuff, I got in my car, and the drive of shame, because at the time I was living with my parents was, you know, ironically, I am now, but I, uh, it, it was exacerbating the feeling of unworthiness, and so I did the drive of shame, and I went back to, tried to go back to my parents' house, but I couldn't walk into the door, and, uh, one of my friends at the time, she uh she said just come to my house get a shower you can sleep in my bed and um we'll get it sorted out don't worry then my uh my boss at the time my now husband ryan he uh he called me and uh he asked me if i was okay and i told him flat out no i wasn't okay and this is the situation and uh he came and picked me up he helped me arrange care for my kids because I knew that I wasn't going to be a fit mom at the time. And uh, he let me sleep on his couch. Um, he asked me a bunch of questions and uh, he was there to listen. And I hadn't had anybody like that in a really long time. Everybody was just, what have you done now? 
um, mode because I was doing a lot of dumb stuff and apparently this was just another dumb thing and I mean I I agree now I uh I wasn't trying I tried I did let me get my words together because that's insensitive I did try to kill myself but because of the state that I was in I don't think that I was really trying to kill myself right like I had a mentality of I'm going to kill myself but if I was sober I don't think that I would have had that mentality right so my boss let me sleep on his couch he drove me to work the next day and I had a pivotal moment right at that moment of I uh, I need to get my my stuff together I need to get it together because my kids deserve a mom and so I uh I started going to therapy and uh I found out you know I because I was completely oblivious you know that my second husband was a narcissist that manipulated me and um turned me against myself and that was why my whole brain was thinking I was unworthy I'm still to this day dealing with that um I'm not 100% but that relationship really really did a number on me but I learned a lot with therapy I uh cut back on the alcohol but uh I got it together but it was really hard Divorce is not easy because you are looking at yourself through the lens of society and who dubbed them to be able to be up in your business. They don't know. My mother didn't even know. Nobody knew. Nobody had any idea all of the reasons, all of the things, all of what had happened to get me to the place that I was. Nobody. So this is a serious episode today, guys, and so I appreciate you sticking with me, but I drink today because I know that I was not meant for those two human beings that I was married with, and I drink, but cheersing to being divorced and finding somebody that is, uh, who says that I'm worthy, that uh, tries to show me every day, and that is a struggle because I have a show up. So I am um, today I'm drinking because divorce led me to find me. So I'm cheersing today to that fact. Um, I'm actually today I'm drinking because. I, uh, I'm trying to love myself. That's where, where we are. So I don't know if that's uh, counterintuitive, but we'll go with it. Today is Bull Rock has a hard tea. <laughs> what? Bull Rock is um, one of the staples typically in our house. That and uh, the Sly Clyde submersive. But um, Bull Rock is typically in our beer fridge all the time. But this is Bull Rock hard tea it's in a taller can 
it's skinny. It's a skinny tall can. So it's uh, how many? 19.2 ounces. It's um, it's only 5% alcohol. But, you know, I thought I'd, you know, give it a try. I love Bull Rock. I'm, you know, I like sweet tea. I don't know. There are some things you shouldn't mix together like pickles and ice cream. But, you know, you do what you do if, if you like it. But here we go. Let's try it out. Um... <clears throat> Okay, so it's definitely not as bad as last week's uh, Four Loco, but whatever. This is, um, let me just take another swig. So it's, you know, definitely tea, but it's got like a, oh, I'm seeing it here. Literally on the side, it says, made with real tea, a twist of lemon flavor, and naturally sweetened. So it's like a lemony tea. So I was thinking it was going to be like bull rock and tea. So I... I I wasn't expecting that. So it's kind of like the, what is that? The, the twisted teas or whatever I get. I, I've only had that like one time and that was so many years ago, but it's not bad. Um, but it's not my fave, but definitely go, go and try it. If you like the twisted teas, you definitely like this. I don't know. I'm not into really, I'm not into hard teas. That's just kind of weird. I, I haven't gotten in, ventured into those hard seltzers, but I think that those are going to be up on the topping block soon. So, but hard tea, bold rock, go try it out. But today I am cheersing to me finding me and the long road that I hoed to get here, all of the lessons learned, and unfortunately there are people that I hurt and I'm sorry to them and they know who they are. And if you are trying to get through divorce, if you are uh, in that place or you have been in that place, I am sorry. Um... And that's not me being sympathetic, like, oh, ooh, you know, that's, no, like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and I hope that you have the community, the people that support you no matter what, because I, I didn't, I didn't have that because my parents have been married since 1984 and all of my friends at the time had, you know, they were married or they were in long-term relationships and I didn't have that community and, um, so now when one of my friends, um, you know, comes to me with that, I try my best to support them and, uh, be open hearted and open minded and just open armed because that's what people in general with no matter what situation, but, um, you know, I'm talking to people that are going through divorce now, but in general, people just need community. We are, we are human beings that crave socialism and social acceptance um and if i could i'm not trying to make divorce the the social norm but if that is something that those people have decided for whatever reason i wish that we could socially accept them and not shame them because they're already having a hard time with it they're already beating themselves up they're not going out celebrating and maybe this is just me maybe you went out and celebrated i've got a couple of friends that did you know like 
you know, the cake smashes that you have for one-year-old parties, they did divorce cake smashes and they celebrated because, but I saw the toxicity in those relationships and there was no way that I could tell you that they had to figure that out on their own. So that's for them. That wasn't me, but I hope that we can have a social norm and accept people for who they are and the decisions that they've made in general you know, not just divorce, like abortion or religion or politics or, you know, left and right. It doesn't matter. There's so many different things out there. And I wish that people were more accepting. Um, and to, you know, to all the Karens in the world that are haters, like you are just exacerbating everybody and making it worse. Like it's, in the Bible to love your neighbor. It's in the Bible and it says, I know I'm quoting the Bible and I cuss and I drink, but Jesus knows and he loves me. It's in the Bible that everybody has sinned. Everybody has sinned and they fall short, but we're supposed to love them anyways. You don't love the sin, you love the sinner. Show up for them, be there for them, hold them, guide them. Because all the hate and negativity, no wonder this country has a mental health problem. And I fell victim to that. And I was trying to adhere to the social norm. And I hate myself because of that. And I'm working through it. You guys, I am here for you. No matter what. If you can't find anybody and you need one person to show up for you, I'm here. You need to find me go to my website chaoticcompass.com you can contact me there and tell me your story I'm here for you I love you and I appreciate you showing up for me and if I could do the same for you let me know today I cheers to how far I've come and I cheers to how far you will go as well have a great day talk to you soon bye-bye Thanks for listening to another episode of Chaotic Compass Podcast. We appreciate it. And if you would like to get notifications, please subscribe and tell all your friends. See you next time.